dry cleaned. I actually did that Getting yesterday. Getting Sue's dry cleaned, yeah. that's important. Well, time had the day. I'm trying to borrow Taylor sheets and get them altered yeah. really quick. Get them altered. Just really quick. Yeah. Welcome to a podcast all about Missouri Governor Eric Greitens from 41 Action News. I'm Taylor Hemnes, the morning anchor for 41 Action News today, joined by two of our reporters who've been following this case pretty closely for the last few months. That's Stephen Dial and Tom Dempsey that are going to talk about this with me today. We have the trial for this is about to start. Tom, talk us through where we are right now with this trial and exactly what's going into this trial. Well, the biggest thing I want to tell all of our viewers and everyone who's listening is to really keep this simple. I mean, this is going to be in St. Louis next week. Uh, Governor Greitens is facing a three-pronged attack right now. You have the invasion of privacy charge against him. You have the tampering with a computer charge against him. And you have this whole house investigation against him. The trial next week in St. Louis all is in regards to that felony invasion of privacy charge. There are, you know, uh, there is that threat of impeachment, but that's not direct directly involved in this uh, felony uh, the invasion of privacy mm-hmm. charge. So, you know, again, as you were saying, this all, you know, revolves around what may or may not have happened inside of uh, Greitens' home in uh, March of 2015 in right. the basement. Um, there's still some details we're waiting to hear with all this, but there's definitely some clues we can get from the House investigative uh, the committee that released their report. A lot of details in that, and I'm sure we'll jump into that today. But uh, Sure, and I was going to ask on the topic, Stephen, I was going to ask you about this too, because obviously that's the judicial side of this as far as where the, the trial is about to start against Governor Greitens. Where are we legislatively in Missouri? Because we know the special session has been called. What's the timeline for that? Yeah, the special session has been called, and that's something that lawmakers have never done. 30 years ago, they were given uh, that right by the voters to be able to call themselves in. Usually when we talk about a special session, it's it's the governor governor Mm -hmm. calling lawmakers back in to fix the budget or pass something that's very iconic that the governor is passionate about. So they did this, and every Every week since that indictment, there's been a scheduled special investigative committee meeting. This week, there's no meeting scheduled. So I think uh, they're in conference committee with uh, the Senate for to pass the budget. They want the governor to sign this budget. Right. Um, but I think they're going to wait to that special uh, session that they call to, to deal with any type of uh, punishment, impeachment, grounds for impeachment with the governor. Uh, they don't have anything on the schedule this week, so it looks like the House is only focused on the budget this right. week. So, Tom, this week we learned, um, or just recently we learned, that the judge was going to allow the woman in this case to testify, the woman that says that she is the one that had the affair with Governor Greitens. Uh, she has already spoken um to the House as far as giving her account of what happened. We've read that report. It's got some pretty graphic detail in there about what she accuses Governor Greitens of doing, um, of basically more than just having an affair. There's some assault allegations in there as well of him striking her, uh, that kind of thing. But we've learned recently that she's going to be able to testify in this case. What, if anything, do we know about this woman, Tom, at this point? Not a lot, right? I mean, hair stylist in St. Louis uh, had feelings for Governor Eric Greitens. Uh, she alleges they had an affair together. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do we know about her? I mean, it was just, I mean, all I mean, sorts she, of— She admits to the consensual yeah. sexual aspect of the relationship, but from that part on— um, her testimony to the right. special committee has differed from what 
divert from what the governor said. And they're they're calling her KT in all these documents. Is that correct? I believe KS. KS. Excuse me. KS. They're referring to her in in these documents. That's how they're responding or uh, referencing her in these documents. Worth noting, too, if I just can add this. Uh, They have the House Investigative Committee did come out and say she is a credible witness in all of this. Twice. Twice. And her stories, I mean, in this House Investigative Committee, uh, the report, uh, they interviewed one of her friends, mm-hmm. two of her friends, mm-hmm. and there is, I mean, what started this whole story was a video recording with her ex-husband who then sent it to the TV station. Right. Her story has remained very consistent with all of those people. I mean, the, the friends were interviewed about what they were told about this story, and it was very consistent about what she said, and she told the House Investigative Committee. So they've said that she is a very credible witness. And that was called into question a little bit about two weeks yes. ago because there was a report that the defense released about their testimony or their uh, interviewing of her and her testimony to them in which they alleged that she said, maybe I dreamed this whole thing because she didn't remember exactly she was blindfolded it at one point, uh, she says, in this situation. And according to that testimony from that report that the defense released, correct me if I'm wrong, she ne- she said that she never actually saw Governor Greitens with a camera. She Is that is that right? She believes she saw a flash she or something like that? She believes she saw a flash. Right. And, and the interesting thing is uh, it's it's been interesting to look at the special house committee going back and forth with the Greitens team as of late. Mm-hmm. When they released their uh, second report, before the first report, that's the last time we heard from the governor speaking publicly about this. And that's when he brought up the dream issue. Right. And then recently, the house committee did a side-by-side by side comparison of what she was saying and what she told the committee. And they, like Tom said, deemed her credible again because they were saying the governor uh, mischaracterized that part of the transcript right. when she was talking about that. It was a it was a dot, dot, dot in, in more words after uh, the dream part. And the governor was only mentioning the dream. And so multiple times this committee... Uh, has said that she is credible. Right. My question, I think a lot of people have the same question about this case, is this photo in question, the prosecution still doesn't have it, right? We we don't know who all has seen this photo that's at the center of this entire case. Is that fair to say? That's the mm-hmm. big thing. There is still no photo they said this week. There is no photo. There is a search warrant for his cell phone mm-hmm. and his email. Um, his attorneys, of course, are trying to block that, saying uh, that's violating his Fifth Amendment right to not self, um, basically self-incriminate himself, yeah. incriminating mm-hmm. himself. And so that's the big thing. This is centered around a photo, and there the people prosecuting him still to this day a week out has said we don't have the photo this right. is the photo i sure. mean this is i mean this whole case this is all revolving again as i was saying there's all sorts of news out there right now about governor eric greitens next week's trial is all revolving around what may or may not have happened in that basement and sure. you brought up that dream comment you know the situation all revolving around she alleges that she was blindfolded mm-hmm. And tied to a the, the exercise, exercise machine, machine. Yeah. while mm-hmm. there was some sort of you know sexual encounter going on, and um, I guess and then I apologize the question we were talking about right now I'm getting so caught up in the details <laughs> the, of the all photo. this because there's the so photo. much stuff out there but the, the photo. photo I mean it's um, and she was saying I mean she saw a flash mm-hmm. and she heard a cell phone I believe but she was I mean she alleged she was blindfolded during all of this so. Do we have a – and that was the other part of this question. Do we have a good understanding at this point that we're sure 
of who has seen the photo? I mean, do we even know exactly? We, we who's don't seen? even know if there is a photo. Right. And and I think, uh, you know, we've talked to a lot of legal experts and political scientists and attorneys, trial attorneys, and, and they the, the running joke for defenses is a grand jury can indict a ham sandwich. Right. Uh, it, it's only one side providing a case, and the grand jury did, you know, give it a clean bill, said, you know, they believe that, there's, There's probable enough calls mm-hmm. that the governor did this, um, but it'll be interesting next week to see, you know, what his defense team is going to come combat about that because. There's no picture. Some people just listen to this will say, there's no picture. There's no crime. Right. So why are we even getting to this point? And so it's really interesting because, okay, what is the prosecution going to do if they can't get inside the governor's sure. phone? If if they do get inside of his phone and there's nothing there, is there a case? Sure. And the House Investigative Committee, as I was saying, we can take some clues from that. He Please. Was, she claims he said he deleted the picture. Okay. So so as far as we know, the House Committee still hasn't even seen the photo because, again, like you said, Stephen, we're not even sure mm-hmm. that there is a photo. Yep. That's what is at the center of all this, but we're not even certain 100% there's a photo. Yeah, not mm. not certain. This, and like Tom said, uh, there was this confrontation. Uh, someone associated with the alleged victim in this case right. emailed the governor's wife, I believe twice, uh, that was documented in the House report. And so when the governor was confronted about it, he, uh, according to the report, confronted the woman who he had the, the affair with and yes. said, my wife's hearing about this. If you do blah, 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 right. according to the report. And that's when Tom was talking about, you know, about this picture. Right. And so it's only been talked about in testimony, and that testimony has been from the alleged victim. to talk about because we referenced it briefly a moment ago uh something that you brought up on 41 action news today not too long ago about uh the idea of what is transmission in a photo like this because that is seems to also be important to the the facets of this case is who he shared the photo with if again i'm saying if there's a photo i keep referencing the photo we believe if there is a photo is how we're talking about this here um but there's a question to be answered legally in this case in this trial about what constitutes transmission of information, in this case, a photo. Did he have to share it with someone? Did it have to go to the cloud? Is that something that's going to be a major tenet of this trial that we expect? It can be. And the the interesting thing is, and we were talking about it in the newsroom, the prosecution this week said they were basically saying transmission is when the picture is taken and captured and saved by the phone. Right. Some people would deem transmission... I take a picture, it's not transmitted until I text it to Tom. Sure. Or until, in some people's opinion, it goes up to the cloud. And so the judge ruled this week that uh, they can't do any expert testimony of someone who the prosecution was going to have to explain to the jury what transmission is and their opinion. Mm -hmm. And the judge is leaving it up to the jury at this time to deem transmission what they they deem it as. And so, I mean... Some people would say transmission is sending it somewhere, not saving it. Right. Tom, I want to ask you about, because um, we talked about a little bit before we came on and started the podcast today, about uh, the challenges that the teams will face in finding an impartial jury here. Because when you've got a sitting governor trying to figure out how you're going to find an impartial jury, is it takes a higher pay grade than mine to figure out how a, a, a lawyer is able to do that kind of thing. What I'm curious about with you and what you think about uh, is how much of this is already 
out there. Jury selection is going to be very interesting in all of this. Stephen and I were talking about that uh, yesterday, and I was saying, you know, there's some advantage to the prosecution because it's a very, obviously, emotional testimony sure. we're going to be hearing from this woman, I'm sure, and her friends. But also, you don't know what who's going to make up this jury. I mean, you could have Greitens supporters possibly on this jury or, you know, Republican-leaning supporters on it. We don't know who's going to make up this jury. So that, that's going to be a very fascinating uh, thing to pay attention to over the next few days, I yeah. think, with all of this. Um, and, but to answer your question, I mean, sorting throughout all of this and, you know, an impartial jury, as I agree with you, a little out of our pay grade, but I think, you know, a good lawyer can probably get to the bottom of, and they're, they're going to be asking questions, are, are you a Republican? Right. Uh, did you vote for Eric Greitens? Um, this is during jury selection. You, yeah, we, yes. we expect these, yeah, 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 yeah. So, and I think that's. I mean, how do you how you lean politically is going to be a huge part of all this um, with the jury selection, obviously. But and, we're expecting and, we're expecting the the governor's team to continue to to speak to us during the trial, right? As much as they can. I don't know how much they'll be able to, but I we're think, expecting. More. I think they won't be prevented. Uh, the judge could definitely tell the attorneys involved, sure. just like currently, do not talk about this case. Put a gag order until, in place. Yes. Mm-hmm. But uh, his, and see that's where it gets confusing because we, when something happens in this case, we get a statement from the governor's attorney. Right. We get a statement from, like another group uh, that's representing the governor. Right. Then the governor sometimes speaks. So so many reactions that we're getting from from people. But I think uh, as far as direct contact to his attorneys, the judge may say don't talk about anything just because of the. Uh, star nature of this case. Mm-hmm. But I think that other group still probably will be able to send out press releases. In, in true 2018 form, there's a lot of people talking right now, sure. and there's a lot of details out there. Yeah. And as I was saying to all of our viewers, keep it simple. Mm-hmm. It should be kept simple as far as how it goes next week. But, but you can't talk about a governor being put on trial without wondering, okay, now what? What if yeah. he loses? If the governor is convicted of a crime at the end of this trial, what happens next? As <laughs> they too, they just looked at each other like everyone you want to go first. To Jefferson if, City, he, right? if he is convicted next week, I mean they're already having this session on impeachment. Sure, so it's already scheduled. Yeah, yes. so the the big thing is okay. The trial is next week. It's not expected to last forever, right? Uh, but jury selection, could, jury selection actually could be longer than the trial. Sure, uh, but so. If it happens next week, the regular session for the legislature ends on the 18th, mm-hmm. which is next Friday. Mm-hmm. If, let's say, he's found guilty on Thursday, mm-hmm. they, they're, they're still, still in, in session. regular session. They could bring up a vote. That day, if they wanted that to, day. or the next day. Mm-hmm. But the special session, gavels they gavel out at 6 p.m. Friday, gavel in at 6.30. I'm not expecting them to be doing a marathon right. that Friday night. But they could. Let me take this one step further. I think it starts to get really interesting if he somehow gets ruled innocent in all of this. Okay. And then they have yes. an impeachment hearing over mm-hmm. something he just was ruled not guilty on, yeah. but is also facing a charge of the computer tampering right. charge that he may be guilty in, he may be not guilty in. Right. So what? how do you impeach someone without a judgment on And I was that? talking to the, the minor leader... Uh, who is a Kansas City representative, uh, Gail McCann Beatty, and she was saying, and she want she wants people to understand. And I was talking to Tom about this: uh, the burden of proof or the the weight of misconduct is not the same 
for lawmaker uh, in the legislature as it is in the judicial system. So things will get way crazy if he's found not guilty next week. And then, okay, you call it a special session, and a lot of people want to impeach him. And some of his supporters may say, how can you impeach a governor who was just found not guilty? Right. Their standards in the House are totally, or in the legislature, are totally different. It's right. the misconduct. Right. If the misconduct is meets their standard. Because already before even the trial began, multiple members of the state legislature were saying he should resign. There were people calling for his resignation long before we got to the point we are now. I mean, Including I, I say, some I, Republicans. Right, yeah, absolutely. That. I talk about this like it's been years of it. This has just been since January that we've <laughs> yes. been dealing with this. But we've already had multiple high-ranking state officials say he should be gone. We've the had United States senators yeah. weigh in on it, that, that kind of thing, that have said he should step down. So already the mindset, I think, is there for being comfortable with a governor not being governor anymore based solely on perception, what we have found to be the case. So to your point, Tom, and I think it's a great one that what if he is found not guilty? Maybe that's not even in the minds of the people making this decision on whether or not to go forward with impeachment proceedings. The interesting thing I've heard a lot of viewers say is, why doesn't he just resign or why don't they just impeach him? Sure. But let's be really clear about something. Governor Eric Greitens has really said he is innocent in all. He's admitted to the affair. Mm Mm-hmm. But he has said there was no blackmail, and he is fighting these charges. I mean, he Tooth was. Nail. Yeah, to, I mean, he is continuing yeah. to fight all this, and you know, who knows? I mean, I'm a journalist. I'm just reporting facts, and we're going to find out next week if he is guilty or not guilty. But he is really fighting this right really? now. Right. So he, he's a, everyone already knows. Governor Greitens is he's a, a Navy SEAL. Mm-hmm. He's a very, very confident man, and uh, I mean, so confident enough that you know when he was running for office. He talked a lot of crap about people in his own party. And so he's he's very confident, like Tom said. I mean, every time someone thinks, oh, this next shoe dropped, so he's definitely going to resign. Well, in this process already, he has compared himself to President Trump. Already I've heard him witch compare hunt. himself to President Trump. He's, yes, absolutely. He's the victim of a witch hunt here, that kind of thing. So to your point, the confidence level is absolutely there. I mean, this is a man who was <laughs> – I didn't realize this until I was getting prepared for this podcast – listed of Time's 100 Most Influential People just five years ago. 2013, he's one of Time's most influ- 100 Most Influential People that he's listed there, uh, largely in part because of the work that he was doing with his charity, which is now part of the next chapter in this. And you know, before we have uh, <laughs> too far into the first thing, I want to I delve quickly into that or at least briefly into that a little bit because once this – storm, for lack of a better term, has passed, that's the next step. He is still facing another round of this for a completely different thing. What does this next round deal with with the computer? And some people think, and like Tom said, I'm just going to be a reporter, so I'm not going to be, by, uh, you know, talk about my opinion, but some people think there's a better chance of him being found guilty on the computer tampering charge than the than invasion of privacy. The invasion of privacy. And I think because the invasion of privacy it's going to be really hard, or you're going to need some really good testimony to prove something without the if photo. The fo- in if a question. photo doesn't show up, yes. it becomes really difficult to do. The computer tampering charge involving a charity that he started. Uh, he is a veteran. It's a charity to help veterans. It was started in St. Louis. There is That's the e- mission continues mission is the name of this charity. There is email documentation of staff members of his campaign possessing this. Uh, Donor list. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, charities cannot share their donor list. You can't illegally take a donor list without permission. There is email already proof that staff members of the campaign had circulated emails with attachments of the donor list. And We got that from the House Committee? Yes, is, from okay. the second report. Okay. And those staff members, some of them, were interviewed and said this was under the direction of the governor. Right. The governor signed a sworn document to the Ethics Commission saying, oh, I got this from my then campaign manager. And the House report says, well, how can he get it from the campaign manager if the campaign manager was not an employee of the right. charity? How did he the get The campaign manager shouldn't have had it either. Yeah. So I think there's more physical evidence that could make it more troublesome for the governor than... In the second one. Couldn't agree Tom. more. Uh, one of the parts uh, to Greitens' attorneys are saying about the invasion of privacy uh, charge and, and the threat of impeachment is you can't be impeached for something you did before you took office, which that kind of gets a little interesting yeah. there, too. That's a whole other element to all of right. this. But when you have this whole charity, uh, the, the, the computer tampering then it starts to get even more interesting with all of it with, you know, and, and, and as Stephen was saying, too, there's some people who are really close, who were really close to Governor Eric Greitens during his campaign who were coming out saying they felt like they were misled. Mm-hmm. His campaign manager, there, were, uh, you know, there was a, an assistant to him that provided some very interesting testimony, too, with the, the, the details saying that they knew this. Uh, political list was going to be used for uh, – I'm sorry, the, the charity donor list was going to be used for political purposes. So I agree with Stephen that there's a – if I'm Eric Greitens, well, I guess he's got a, he's facing a lot of different attacks right now. But the computer tampering one is very I interesting. Think, I think that one has more physical evidence. In Missouri's history, we know a governor has never been impeached. There's been, I think, the last time a statewide office was 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 impeached was in the early '90s. Is that Once. correct? One has time. there been an officer, a Missouri elected official, impeached and removed from office? And that was Secretary in the early 90s. of State Judy Moriarty in 1994. Okay, and I spoke to uh, state representative, former state representative Bill Skaggs, about it all. Who was just saying that you know impeachment is a very serious process. Sure. And it's something you never really want to see your state go through. Uh, it brings a lot of unwanted attention to the state. Oh, it's and a just, black but, mark, yeah, 100%. exactly. And he, he he was you know Bill Skaggs is a Democrat, but he was saying you know I feel bad for Eric Grains because you know he was elected to office and he should be able to be able to focus on what he wants to be doing as a governor. But this is just such a huge, I mean, black mark on the state and a distraction on the state right now. Well, and in your story with Moriarty in '94. She was a Democrat, correct? Is that is that right? And she the, was a Democrat. And it, was, yes. it was a mostly Democratic legislature that had held to, a majority that had to remove her. Fast forward 20, uh, 24 years later, right. uh, and here we are with Republicans mm-hmm. holding a majority. And guess who's governor? Governor right. Eric Greitens, who's a Republican, a Democrat turned Republican. I, I mean, it's just it's just it's fascinating. I mean, now let's be clear. I mean, the, the reasons that Judy Moriarty was impeached and removed from office, she backdated allegedly backdated a campaign form to help her son. You know, run for office, right? Much different. Very let's, different. Let's not let's not compare the allegations against him. But you know, I think it is interesting to see the you know the political connections to it all. One other thing, I just want to add to Bill Skagg said he was saying you know what makes impeachment very tough is that the people of Missouri elected these people to take office. They said, I trust this person to be our next leader. We'll say Governor Eric Greitens. They elected Governor Eric Greitens to be the leader of the state. So you better have a right. lot of evidence and cause to impeach them because 
I mean, that's a very serious thing to do in Missouri. Right. And bouncing off what Tom said really quickly, uh, think about that. The, I don't know the population of the state of Missouri, but it's a lot of people. So think about all the people who voted for the governor and maybe not voted for the governor. Mm-hmm. And seven people will decide if Greitens will be removed from office. If the House votes to impeach, the Senate has to appoint a panel of seven jurists. Mm-hmm. They will hear a case. And if a majority of that seven agrees, right. that's when the governor potentially would be removed from office. It's interesting. I looked it up before we came on the air. I think it was less than half a million votes separated him whenever he won in 2016. So it's uh, obviously a contentious situation. I Before we go, I'm, I'm interested at least because I work in television, but for people who are uh, not working in television that listen, the behind-the-scenes aspect of this, you guys are both headed to St. Louis mm-hmm. for this next week to cover this trial. What's this look like for you? What does covering a trial look like this when you head there next week? Well, I mean, as of right now, a lot of research right now. I mean, I printed out all the House Committee investigative reports and reading over those mm-hmm. Right now, really Again. making sure that whatever happens, I mean, this is a trial. You don't know when something is going to happen. And in the world of TV, when something happens, you know, 30 seconds to a minute later, they want you on camera talking about it. So I want to be ready to go and, you know, you know all the names and things of that matter. It's going to be really exciting next week uh, in St. Louis. And, and you stick with us on 41 Action News because, as I was saying, keep it simple. This yeah. is the felony invasion of privacy charge. And Stephen and I have, I mean, Stephen, man, he's sending out emails left and right well <laughs> after he's gone home. Uh, we are really pumped up for this. Yeah. Uh, and this is going to be a really, it's history in the state of Missouri next week. What's and happening. nationally as well. I mean, it's not, it's not common. We talk about that's never happened in Missouri. It's not like you hear a lot of headlines or a lot of stories about this governor being impeached, this governor being removed from office, this governor being found guilty of a crime nationwide. This will be a national media event next week. Every, t- every channel you turn on will have some sort of coverage, whether you're watching Missouri News in Kansas City or St. Louis or you're watching CNN or Headline News or ABC News, whatever you're watching, NBC News, it's all going to be on the air next week. Mm-hmm. That's right. It's going to be a circus. Like uh, like Tom said, it's going to be historic. It's going to be, uh, and that has nothing to do with political leanings at all. It's going to be a moment that will be forever documented in our state's history. Uh, it's A part of it's going to be circus. National media will be in town. Every station probably in the state of Missouri uh, uh, will be in town. You were talking about the behind the scenes. Yeah, the, the emails, the, the late night research. And then like little things that Tom and I are like sitting on the edge of our seat for is, okay, we work in TV. Mm-hmm. The judge is not allowing cameras inside, I was so that's already a, a, a little blow. And are uh, you are either of you, both of you, going to be allowed in the courtroom during the during the proceedings? Do so we know that yet? according to the court, there will so there's a lottery to pull back the veil. I believe that. Uh, yeah. There's a lottery for seats for the media. Sixteen seats will be media in the court. The courtrooms aren't huge. Already. Sure, it's not like Law and Order where you see a bunch of people. Um, and so sixteen seats will be for the media. And then there will be an overflow room for the media mm-hmm. and, where you can listen to others. That yeah. kind of thing. And so we're just waiting. <laughs> I'm Irish. I'm yeah. feeling good about it. Actually. <laughs> yeah. Says the man in the green tie. Trust me, he's wearing a green tie. Uh, both of you, give me your uh, your Twitter handles, your social media, where people can follow you next week. What's going on? How can people follow you next week? Yeah, so of course you need to follow the mothership at, at 41, 41 Action, Action News. News. And then at Stephen Dial TV is all my social media names. Okay. At KC Tom Dempsey. Okay. Uh, we please follow both of them if you're not already. It's going to be really interesting to watch what's going on next week. Uh, this was our first podcast doing something like this, and it may not be the last. We may have a whole lot to talk about 
you know, in 10 days' time. Oh, we will. But depending <laughs> on how this goes, and we might have uh, enough to fill another couple of podcasts once this is over. Hopefully between now and then when we do another podcast on this topic, we'll come up with a name. At this point, we don't have one because it's just— What are you going to name It's it? just nameless at this point. <laughs> We've like got 41 a, file. 41 oh, file. Like we have a whole really like, drawer of like files like, oh, here's the Grayton's file. Oh, we do so. have that. Okay. Don't act like we don't have that. <laughs> 41 file. 41 file is a strong files. contender for the, uh, for the name of this podcast. But uh, let us know your suggestions, too, and keep it clean. But have a good one, and uh, hopefully we'll talk to you again very soon. Strike me next to that. Get it.